is every time we did get a fish in the boat, he had to be in all of our pictures. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this podcast and this episode and to my little corner of this huge podcast world. I am so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in today to hopefully learn how to set your photographer up for success and how to eliminate the obstacles and challenges that you didn't even know you were creating for your wedding photographer. If you like today's tips, I just want to remind you that there are about a thousand others just like it in my book, and you can find that in the links in the show notes. So let's get to today's topic, learning customer service from a fishing guide. So I normally start out with something personal that has happened in the last week, but today my personal something is more or less the topic of today's episode. So this past weekend, I went on a guided fishing trip down in Corpus Christi, Texas, near North Padre Island. And I had a lot of fun with my nieces and my best friend, but I had a horrible time with the fishing guide. And this got me to thinking about customer service. And I realized this guide had no interest in making this a great experience for us, his customers. He was interested in collecting his fee and getting off the water as soon as he could. And I will just run through a laundry list of items that I hear that I have here to tell you why I think this was what was going on. Number one, he started off the morning by breaking promises. So when we showed up, we didn't have any ice in our ice chest. And we told him, we're going to run into the bait shop. We're going to get some ice to put in our Yeti. He said, don't worry about that. I'll get that for you. But he never did. So for the, let's call it six hours that we were on the boat, we drank semi-cold beer. Now, I'm not a huge beer drinker, but if you are and you're not a full-blooded German, you probably don't like warm beer. But that was basically our experience because he started off the morning by breaking a promise to us, by not getting us that beer, even though we told him that we would get it. He said, no, don't worry about that. I will get it. And he never did. Number two, he refused to get to know our names. 
There were four women on the boat. There was me, my best friend. We're each in our 50s. There was my niece. I believe she's 19, I'm guessing. And my younger niece, who is nine or 10. And all day long, he called all four of us by honey. Now, I feel that this is very condescending, calling some a woman that you don't know, who you're not in an intimate relationship with, who you just met. One honey is forgivable, maybe even two, but all day long is very condescending. And this isn't 1940. Being called honey should be reserved for someone who's swapping spit with you, if you know what I mean. So he didn't make any attempt to personalize our experience that we were having with him. It was honey this, honey that, honey this. Even though I tried to subtly give him some hints by continuously calling him by his first name, he still called us honey all day long. Number three, even though we paid for a four-person guided fishing trip, he would only let two of us fish at a time for the majority of the day. It wasn't until we complained that he finally let us put four rods in the water at the same time. And that was only for about the last 30 minutes of the fishing trip. But he still charged for a four-person guided trip. So again, he was just continually falling short on promises I can liken this to a wedding photographer missing delivery deadlines, not returning calls, emails, or texts in a timely manner. My next complaint is every time we did get a fish in the boat, he had to be in all of our pictures. I don't know if he was banking on free advertisement, knowing that we would probably post these online, or if he was just trying to make the day more about him, but he would not let us take pictures by ourselves. And this was not my first guiding trip. I've never had a guide do this before. So it was just really bizarre. And this, I can correlate this to a photographer who is scripting the day for their photos, what they want to see in their portfolio and having an expectation of what your story should be on your wedding day instead of just letting your day organically unfold. Uh, My next complaint is he continually talked about other people praying, and I am going to quote him verbatim, praying on the ignorance of women. And this just reminds me of, I think, I don't know if it's just a quote I've heard somewhere in the past or if it's a Chinese proverb, But it goes something along the lines of, you can only see in someone else what you see in yourself. And after the second or third time that he mentioned, quote, praying on the ignorance of women, close quote, I actually started to take this as a warning sign because he was already treating us like we didn't know how a guided fishing trip was supposed to work. He actually bragged to me about him and another male fishing guide going to sit in the audience somewhere when a female fishing guide would talk at these fishing seminars. And he said that he and his other male fishing guide friend would deliberately 
sat on the front row, and then he he sat behind the steering wheel of his boat and showed me how he would sit. He crossed his arms, and he extended his legs out as far as they would go. And he told me that he thought it was funny how nervous she would seem to get when they would show up to a presentation and how she would start to fumble on her words. So I don't even know why he thought that this was a cool story to tell me. But again, it made me reflect back to how many times he was already telling me about other people preying on the ignorance of women. I actually just don't think he liked women, except for swapping spit with them. Um, Even though on the back of his business card, it said that his services included fish cleaning. He tried to get us to pay for that at the end of the day. And I'm not a huge fishing person. I have maybe gone out on less than six guided fishing trips, but... I've been around long enough to know that it's customary for the guide to pay and tip the person who is going to clean the fish. They'll ask you, do you want your fish cleaned? And if they do, they already have deals worked out with these guys waiting at the bait shops. So they might get a small discount for continually bringing them business, but they pay the fish cleaner and then they tip the fish cleaner from the tip that you give the guide. And again, I think that he thought we were just dumb women. At the end of the day, what really made me mad was myself for allowing all of this to happen and not speaking up for us on the boat. I was really mad that I let this go on for hours and hours and hours and didn't let him know that I realized what he was doing and that it was disrespectful, and that it was unprofessional. And then I didn't want to be called honey. I wanted to be called Tammy. That really pissed me off. And this guided fishing trip that I took this past weekend is a lot like the wedding photography industry. So if you're not doing your due diligence when selecting your wedding day photographer, You might end up with a photographer who is going to try and take as much money from you as they can and give you as little service as they can get away with in return. Before I go on, I will say that I did not shop for or seek out this fishing guide on my own. He was chosen for me. Um, But I will say all of the classic red flags that I have continuously told y'all to check for when shopping for your wedding photographer. This fishing guide had no website. He had no Google reviews. And I mean, he didn't even have an Instagram profile that I could find. So those are all huge, huge warnings. But here is the rest of the deal as it relates to wedding photography. You just don't want someone to show up and take pictures on your wedding day. You want someone to help educate you prior to your special day. You want someone who is going to show up prepared and know your family members' names so that they can also make it special for members of your family. You want someone who's going to show up and already have a list of the formal poses you want after the ceremony. 
And you want someone who is going to show up, who has already put in their two cents about the timeline and straightened out any complications or challenges ahead of your wedding day with your planner, not on the wedding day. You want someone who is experienced enough to help you avoid photography mishaps and pitfalls on your wedding day. You want a photographer who has taken the time to get to know you so that they're not a complete stranger showing up to photograph you. You need to feel comfortable and relaxed in front of your wedding photographer. You want them to keep all of their promises, not just half of the promises that they made. You want them to keep all of the promises that they should have made in writing, in a legally binding signed agreement between you and them. And you want a photographer who will let this day be your day. This is your wedding day, not their styled shoot. So don't be bossed around, directed, and scripted about what to do on your wedding day. That is my biggest pet peeve. And that, my friends, is what I learned about customer service from a fishing guide. If you love this episode today, can I please ask that you share a screenshot from wherever you listened and share that to your Instagram story. You can tag either Complete Wedding Ed or Add a Girl Photo. It's only going to grow if listeners like you help me by sharing on your Instagram stories. You can also subscribe and or leave a review. I would just be really grateful for whatever help you're willing to give me. If you want to know more about my book, the podcast, or my wedding photography services, you can log on to completeweddinged.com or atagirlphoto.com. All the links to all the things are in my show notes. Again, thank you so much for listening today. Have a wholesome day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again during the next episode.